G'day everyone, welcome to the NRL Finsider podcast, I'm JM, the NRL Finsider, joined tonight by or with Timar. Back. He's back from his hiatus, how have you been? Yeah, good, good. Yeah, it was, um, it's been a, a busy couple of weeks, I think I've went to a few waterfalls and <laughs> <sighs> yeah, no, no more concerts. No more concerts, did... Uh, you watched the South Sydney Dolphins game. I did watch the South Sydney Dolphins game. Mm. It's um, yeah, it was it was fantastic for the first half. I thoroughly enjoyed that, and then I'm sure we'll get into what happened in the second half. We will. So we'll get into our first segment, which is diving deep into next week, into last week, into last week. I thought we had a music. <laughs> we can This is it So it's live And uh, unscripted So Or it is scripted to a point But anyway um, So diving deeper Into last week Or diving deep Into last week Sorry Yes Is the segment So we'll just touch on Last week And we'll go from there So starting with the games Thursday night South Sydney defeated The Dolphins 36-14 to 14. More on that later Friday night, Cronulla defeated the Roosters 22-12. So it was a really good game. Mm, yeah, it was. Um, yeah, I'm not... Victor Radley had another brain explosion, but um, yeah, Cronulla looked really good. Uh, Friday, the second game of Friday night, Manly 18 defeated Melbourne 8. That ruined my tipping week. Um, Tommy Turbo looked really good in that. Cameron Munster played fullback. He didn't um, shine like he does at 5'8", but uh, Manly were way too good in that game. I think 18-8 flattered the storm side. First game on Saturday, the Warriors continued their great run, defeated the Cowboys 22-14. That was a really good win in New Zealand. I took the Warriors, so Cowboys are looking shaky. Then we had Penrith in a really close game with the Knights. Penrith 16, Newcastle 15. So I don't think anyone tipped that. Yeah. In that we tipped the Panthers, but 16-15. Uh, Gamble and Cleary traded field goals in the end and Cleary got the better of him. But um, really good game and a really good effort from Newcastle who, like us, continue to punch above their weight week to week. And then you had an unbelievable... What? Going on here That score's not right is it No it isn't So the League Unlimited boys and girls Who do a really good job And I continue to shout them out Whenever I can But I've just I was about to read out Gold Coast 43 Defeated Brisbane 26 (laughs) So a bit of a typo there From the the team Which is very rare Um, They're as good as anyone If not the best in my opinion At what they do so just to it was correct that, yeah, Brisbane won 43 to 26. To 26, yeah. Another really good performance from Brisbane. Bit of a rebound effort after their loss to Canberra. Uh, and then on top of the table. Sunday, Canberra defeated the Dragons 20 to 14. I tried watching that game and turned it off. Unless you're a fan, that was a tough watch, so... Yeah, I didn't uh, stick around for that one. Um, and then the last game of the week, which was another bludger, Parramatta defeated the Canterbury Bulldogs 30-4. to four. Yeah. Uh, Not much happened good there for Canterbury, unfortunately. So um, the only thing that was good was Alan Roddy scored from a super coach team. So looking at the ladder, 1 through to 17, Bronco, uh, yeah, the Broncos are on top with 12 points. Penrith and the Warriors are second and third on 10. Manly are fourth on nine points. Rounding out the eight, South, Cronulla, Melbourne and Dolphins are on eight points, but they're joined by the Roosters and Titans on eight points, who are both nine and ten. Eleventh, you've got the Knights on seven points, who are doing probably better than that record in my opinion. Adam O'Brien's doing a good job up there. With Newcastle. The Eels are on in 12th on six points, joined by 
the Dragons, Raiders and Bulldogs. And the Cowboys, unbelievably, are 16th on four points. Then the Tigers are 17th on two, being the buy. There, the buy. So top try scorers, Maker Sevo, the big fella for Parramatta has overtaken our boys, Hammer and Jermaine Osako. He's got nine tries. The boys are on eight. But Jermaine remains the top point scorer in the competition on 78 points. Eight tries, 23 goals. He's not kicking as well as he, you know, the others in the competition. He's only at 70, 72%. So if he can get that to 80%, he'd be doing a lot better. But anyway, that's the, the week that was in terms of the results. But I guess the big one for me is that the Cowboys are languishing in 16th, which is um, now a lot of people's top four. They're a top four team for most. I can't remember if I had them in my top four, but they were definitely my top eight. Yeah. So Toddy Payton's got a bit to do there. And they come up against the Knights this week, which will be a tough game. I think I'll take the Cowboys, but not with much confidence based on what we're seeing. Mm. Um, so that's our first segment. Uh, I don't think we've, we're not going to touch on The Dally M's, I'm not talking about them anymore. So the Wayne B's will be the only awards we talk about, but the Dally M's... It's the prominent awards of the NRL. Really. They are. Yeah. We're getting a lot of media inquiries about them. <laughs> but um, the Dally M's can stay with the NRL. And uh, I, I, I think Harry Grant's leading it. I'm not sure how he's leading it. Well, he's equal leader. So anyway, we'll leave them alone. So that's the diving deep into last week. And now we are diving deeper into the Dolphins. And look, I, I did have a clip, but I can't find it at the moment. But Wasn't there? Yeah, I thought there was going to be a Dolphin laughing. Yeah, we can work on that next week. <laughs> 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 I think we've got to work on the name. It, it, depending on how you read it, diving deep into the Dolphins. <laughs> diving deeper. <laughs> deeper into the Dolphins. Oh, okay. <laughs> I was reading the run sheet here and I, I wrote that. As diving deep into the, anyway, we'll leave it. Um, <laughs> there's someone out there who's just yeah. disconnected from the podcast. <laughs> um, anyway, diving deeper into the dolphins. Um, <laughs> if there, if there is any name suggestions, please um, send them through. Yeah, but send them through at and the moment. Uh, diving deeper in the dolphins is winning, and all complaints can go to HR. At the NLFinsider.com. <laughs> anyway, um, all right, so we're going to talk about diving deeper into the Dolphins. Uh, just a bit of an overview of the week that was for the boys. And we'll start with the loss to South. So I did a live reaction to that game. What was it, Thursday night? Um, so I was, if you couldn't tell, I was pretty frustrated, actually. Um, so it was a great idea to do a live recap. Mm. After our worst ever <laughs> That's right Second half <laughs> I could have copped the first half like that But the second half But anyway It was a really uh, poor effort So For those who haven't listened to the live recap Go to the NRLfinsider.com That's the most recent podcast there You also have Spotify Apple Podcasts And Google Podcasts Where you can get these Podcasts But um the short version was a great first half. I think Cody Nikarima looked really good being the ball-dominant half. Very good. Uh, the second half was just a bludger in that our attacking shape went, our structures were all over the place, our kicking game was poor, our tackling was terrible. The, the penalties is what? Penalties didn't help, but a lot of what we did didn't help either, I thought. Um, well, as soon as... Uh, Kenny Bromwich went off. Like it, there was just it was try after try after at that point. So it was just kind of like, where are we going from here? I think what we struggled with. Cody had a great first half, and halves can only really dom- look. The good halves dominate when their forwards are going forward. Our forwards took the fight to South in the first half. The second half we lost it. Mm. But when you have a very good to great half. No matter how the halves are going, they will find a way to impact the football game. When you've got average to good halves, they need the forwards winning that battle. And as soon as Cody was on the back foot because our forwards weren't winning the battle, 
our attacking structure was all over the place. And the big thing for me as a takeaway, and I continue to rate him as I would any halfback, a lot of someone, a few people write to me about go easy on Isaiah because he's 18. I won't go easy on him because one, he's an NRL halfback. Um, and as a, a halfback, you need to be touching the football. If you watch that game again, he was non-existent. Mm. That first half, he sat back to Cody, which is fine, but find other ways to impact the game. And the, the big thing that annoys me with Isaiah is that kicking. He kicks without much mm. intent. And by that I mean that he, he, will, he has a plan, yes, but when he kicks the football, and he gets a lot of pressure, all halfbacks too, he not once in that game will lead the line. Yeah. The great halfbacks, watch them, not every time, but most times they'll kick the ball and they'll find a way to be the first or second guy in the line mm. to inspire the team. Isaiah just dawdles back. Yeah. He's not doing anything. Mm. I look at his stats. Um, so he's, he's, got, he's got to learn, but Cody was dominant. Isaiah just sat back, was basically just defending and shuffling the ball on. Took the, on the line a little bit, but if you've got to be a halfback, you've got to be doing a little bit more to support Cody and Jeremy Marshall King. But anyway, the, the first half, there's a lot of positives from it. The second half, there's not much to take from it. Bennett will file it in the shit happens folder. Yeah. But um, not time to panic by any stretch. But I think it was a disappointing performance. I didn't think we'll go to win that game. I had Souths winning, but I thought it would be a lot more competitive. And that's what's disappointing. We're winning. The first half was 14 6. We lost the second half 30 to 0. And that is just a, it's not acceptable in NRL, no matter who you're playing. Yeah. So less said the better. I'm moving on. But the, I did a live recap. I'm still not quite over the second half, as you can tell. But first half, a lot of positive. Second half, complete write off. From that game, we had the Wayne B's. If you go on to the nrlfinsider.com website, there's a blog there. See you soon. Idiots. It's for you. There's my contribution with Wayne B's. (laughs) Wayne B's. Clint Eastwood has made his regular appearance. (laughs) That's right. Very apt in that. I could imagine Bennett saying that to someone after the game. <laughs> well, that's right, after that second half. He's good for a blow-up, Wayne Bennett. The Cast Patrol, I think they are on Twitter. They've got And YouTube, they do a really good podcast. They've got a good interview of Jacob Host. Tells mm. a very good story about Wayne Bennett ripping into him. Um, anyway, the Wayne B's. So the Wayne B's were finalised... And not much to uh, really look at here, unfortunately. So it was really based on the first half. Uh, first three points, Cody Nikarima. First, the first half was really impressive. Took up the ball dominant, dominant role. Put on a try for Ewan Aitken down the left edge. And we looked really good when he was driving the attack, I've written here. Second half was a write-off, but as I said earlier, behind a beaten pack, he didn't have much hope. Two points I gave to Mark Nichols. Came off the bench and played really strong. Made 25 tackles, 12 hit-ups, 110 metres, which led our forwards, which is a uh, credit to him. He, uh, he didn't roll over. And one point to Jeremy Marshall King, who had a very good first half, scored a nice try, which was a good reward. Unfortunately, in the second half... He wasn't able to stem the uh, roll-on of South, but it wasn't through a lack of his effort. Made 37 tackles. Any criticism I've got of Jeremy Marshall King would be I'd like him to run the ball more. Mm. He, I don't think he's had a double-digit game where he's run the ball, and I think he should. I think when he runs the ball, good things happen. So if I'm not questioning Wayne Bennett or Jeremy Marshall King, but if I was Bennett, I'd be tipping him to run it more. And have uh, Hammer, Katoa, and whoever else you want supporting him because when he runs it, he normally makes a line break or makes something. He he he's really quick off the mark and he moves behind the ruck very quickly. Mm. Like you always see him shoot up. 
when you get those quick play the balls, you you can always see him kind of screwed up. Yeah, he's um, he's good in that that space. His attacking game's very underrated. And as I said in one of the podcasts last week, and I'm not comparing him to Harry Grant and Cameron Smith yet, but he does control the game like those two. He'll speed it up and he'll pull back. He'll speed it up, he'll pull back, and he'll dictate the speed of the game, which only the best hookers in the game do. So I, I'm a number one fan of Jeremy Marshall King, I think. But um, he got one point. Uh, it was a solid effort despite... Um, what happened in the second half. So the leaderboard, 10 points, Hammer leads the way. Eight points, Jeremy Marshall King. Six points, Jeremy, uh, sorry, Tom Gilbert. Three points, Sean O'Sullivan, Tessie New, Jermaine Osako and Cody Nicarima. Two points, Felice Kafusi and Mark Nichols. One point, Mason Teague and Jack Bostock. But that write-up is on the uh, on the blog. The NRLfinsider.com. There you go. Um, so let's talk about a few things that happened during the week. A few things come up. We'll come to Jack in a moment. But we re-signed the Hammer. 2027? Yeah, to the end of 2027. So that's a really yeah. good signing, I think. Uh, we've signed him up now to 2027. Jeremy Marshall King to the end of 25. How, how old's the, the Hammer? Yeah, he's... He's out been out well, the Wayne Bees tell you is he's been our best player. Um yeah. he and Jeremy Marshall King. He though against not to flog a dead horse, but against uh South, he probably had his worst performance for us. Yeah. He yeah. had a couple of drop balls or absolute clangers. I'm not sure we'll see him do that again, but Well he he's only twenty one. Is he? Yeah. Really? Yeah, yeah. We had a research guy would have known that before the podcast. I didn't think he was. I thought he was twenty five or something. I, I thought he was a little bit older, but like that—that's actually a pretty good signing. To that's amazing. Yeah, yeah, he's he's doing well. As I said in the, I think in, I don't know. There's too many podcasts, but mm. um, if he's not, he won't be in the first seventeen for Queensland. But I assure you, Billy Slater will have him in that twenty five because he yeah. can cover fullback, centre wing, yeah. uh, and he's arguably been the form player. In the competition in those areas, or in the top three at least. Mm. Um, but yeah, great signing. So congrats to the Dolphins for getting that done and congrats to the Hammer for um, securing his future. Felice Cafusi's back this week after that nonsense suspension, so he's packing in at number 11 against the Titans. I'm really looking forward to that battle with David Fafita, but more on that. Uh, that's going to be good with him. Uh, obviously, we've... Bromwich out for one match. Kafusi coming back into the line is going to be definitely needed. Oh yeah, he'll be needed. I'll, I'll be interested to see how he plays. I mean, David Fafita versus Kafusi is going to be a really good matchup. But Tommy Gilbert's gone to another level without Kafusi there. He's took, taken on a more dominant role, more enforcer as well. So those two in tandem on the edges there will be really, really good to see. But it also removed a problem for Bennett or a headache in that where was Felice going to come back? He was always going to start, but mm. Connolly Lemurelli or Lemurilu, depending on how you pronounce it, he justifies his starting spot. So That's right. Anyway, I think someone's going to have to make way. It won't be Felice Kafusi, and I think Kenny Bromwich should be starting, so maybe Connolly will go back to the bench in place of Kurt Donoghue in the 17, but... Um, He'd start in most clubs, so anyway, wouldn't mind him even. And uh, Branko Lee, anyway, um, I wouldn't even mind him in Branko's spot. To be perfectly honest with you, but anyway, um, we'll see what happens there. So Felice is back. Welcome back to the big fella. As I touched on, Kenny Bromwich, sorry, Kenny Bromwich is out for a week. Yeah. So it was just the poorly timed. Unfortunately, that was the beginning of the end. Yeah, dangerous contact. The base charges two matches. It's his first offence. If guilty, he was two-match suspension. If he, the early plea was a one-match, he took the early plea, misses a match. Again, 
I don't work for them or I don't do anything with them, but leagueunlimited.com. Mm. Unbelievable. Free yeah. lift out. You, this is the first time you've seen it. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. It, it is. Um, it's amazing. What's the, what was the old rugby league bag that you saw? Uh, big league. Yeah, big league. It's Very similar, yeah. but the boys and girls there do a great job. Like Everything you need to know about last week, this week, amazing. And they go into a lot of detail around. Well, I was looking at, like, they had the, I think, some of the Jersey flag sides. they got the Super League in there. They've got. Uh, Super, yeah, the Super League. The data in here is just insane, the detail. Yeah. So, League Unlimited, if you want to jump on as a sponsor, you're welcome to. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Or you might want to do a collaborative podcast. With the old NRL Finsider. There we go. Anyway, um, they've probably got a lot better options, I'm sure. <laughs> Are you pointing at me for something? Where are we up to next? The yeah. <laughs> uh, so Confucius back. Kenny Bromwich, yeah, he's out for the week. Good job. So Jack Whiten. So earlier in the week on the NL 360, uh, Phil Rothfield... Buzz Rothfield and uh, Brent Reid were of the view that he was heading to the Dolphins on a, either a 1.1 a year or, or more. As soon as Brent Reid said he's hearing the same whispers to Buzz Rothfield, in my head I'm going, oh, this isn't good. Because Brent, not a bad journo by any stretch, but when he reports he's got something, it's generally, mm. yeah, I'm, I'm not even sure he's 50-50. But anyway, so now it looks like Jack's, Going to the bloody south. Yeah, but uh, I was I was reading something around by well, what it was like three point something million versus four point four million, but they were talking about a lot of the south players, like some of their key players, are end of contract at the end of the year. Mm. So I think Jai Arrow was in there. Oh, it says it here, 14 players could walk out Rabideau's door. Yeah. So you, you're just kind of thinking, is, is White and... Mate, you, Bennett might be playing fucking 4D chess here. <laughs> he, he could be throwing overs at Whiten. <laughs> so South pay it, and Bennett will take on some of the 14. Yeah, yeah. That, that would be the play. Bennett's four steps ahead of everyone. Bobby Fisher over there. Okay. So you never know. Bennett might not even want Jack White. <laughs> and then all of a sudden we've signed three or four South players. Well, he, he's he's in the auction just putting his sign on. <laughs> <laughs> so that could be the play. Yeah. Yeah, well, let's, look, if that works out and then... You heard it here first. <laughs> <laughs> if you start seeing some of those South players come out of the Dolphins next year, you, you know, Wayne Bennett, is, he's in the head. So the contract is expected to be around three point four million over four season, which is a million dollars less than the four point four tabled by the Raiders. Yeah, something's not. Yeah, look, I'm not sure what's going on. My gut feel is we're going to miss out on the um, not Latrell, I wish, but um, we're going to miss out on Jack Whiten. He's going to end up South or Canberra, and Bennett's going to sign Latrell Mitchell, Cody Walker. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, and Cameron Murray. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, yeah, look, so Jack White, and I was positive about it in that I've been on record and said from day one, I'm happy to get Jack White, and as long as it's not at 1.1 or more a year, because I don't think he's worth it. I think he's a very good player, but I don't think he's – I wouldn't pay him a million dollars. Maybe a million, but it's more 800 to a million range for me. Mm-hmm. So I was a little bit like, what are you doing? If we're going to match it or better that offer. So I'm a little pleased that and, and we're pulling out. A little bit. Well, we're not pulling out, but if we're, if we're going to make South pay more and we miss out, you beauty. But um, I'm I'm not going to be too high or low if if we miss out on him. And so Jack Whiten's thirty. Yeah, well, and he's got a he's got a horror head for thirty. <laughs> <laughs> he is in the game. Not that uh, oh, my head's not out there. It is. Oh, I did an IG live, so yeah, yeah. I can't talk. That, that's all right. But so. Four years, he's going to be up to 34. Looking 54. <laughs> Going on 54. But, um, yeah, it's, I don't know, a, a lot of money to start sharing around. Uh, it, mm, he's on the 30, yeah. I just don't like the move personally. Um, congrats. South, if they're, I'm not sure what's doing there, but 
let's assume if you have that lineup, you have Latrell, AJ, Whiten, Campbell Graham, Milne, Walker, Ilias. That's a really good backline, but who knows what's happening there. It seems to be a lot of player movement potentially at South. But um, just on the quiet, I've heard or read as well, Latrell Mitchell was linked to the Dolphins. But anyway, a lot of people get linked to us, so it is what it is. But um, we will see. I think we're going to miss out. There's a takeaway. Well, the NRL inside a rumour mill is, is, is going. I'm starting it. So anyone listening, we're getting Latrell Mitchell, Campbell Graham, Cameron Murray and uh, Cody Walker. No, actually, so I, I couldn't. That'd be a tough support with Cody. Mm. He does my head in. Like <laughs> great five eight, but as a South fan, I'm sure you love to have him. But he's just a pest. Uh, but anyway, um, so that's it for the diving deep, diving deeper into the Dolphins outside of the Titans game. Which, if you want to. Throw to a what do we call it? A transition. <sighs> I was doing that all last week on my own. <laughs> uh, how's the hand street? I don't know. Did you listen to the podcast? It was high quality. I got a bit of feedback from some who said the transitioning was. Uh, <laughs> It was on point, wasn't it? <laughs> Old uh, young Jamie. It was the same guy who keeps asking me if it's my real voice. But uh, <laughs> Thanks, Dad. Uh, yeah. Anyway. Um, all right, so we're playing the Titans this Sunday at 2pm. As I do, I go through the lineups, and we'll do that quickly. Fullback for the Dolphins first, uh, the hammer. On the wings, just Jermaine Asako and Robert Jennings hold his spot. He had a bit of a mixed bag last week. Robert Jennings in his debut. Anyway, Ewan Aitken, Franco Lee in the centres, Cody Nicarima, Isaiah Katoa in the halves, Jesse Bromwich and Herman S.A.S.A. are our props. Jeremy Marshall King, the dummy half. We welcome back Felice Kafusi, who's partnered by Connolly Lemuelli and Lem, or Lemuelu, depending on the pronunciation again. Tommy Gilbert is the lock. On the bench, Jared Wallace, Mark Nichols, Ray Stone, and Kurt Donahue. It's a really strong lineup. The Titans at fullback, Jaden Campbell. On the wings, Carm Pereira and Fafita, not David, Sosie Efu. Sorry for the pronunciation. Brian Kelly and Philip Semi in the centres. Kieran Foran and Tane Boyd in the halves. Now, the pronunciation, please, just get to stitch me up here. <laughs> Props, Moiki Fatuiaka, I think I nailed that. We have Tino Fasumilali, I just call him Tino. Yeah. Chris Randall is a dummy half. If I had time to do a bit more prep, I would do, I would research the proper pronunciation, but it's just been one of those weeks on the professional front, so apologies for anyone who may be offended by that pronunciation. David Fafita and Joe Stimson in the back row with Isaac Liu locking the scrum. On their bench, Cruz Leming, or Leeming, sorry, Aaron Clark, Thomas McHale, and Cleese Haas is a 17. So what I do is I go through and combine a combined 13. So fullback, I'll take the hammer. On the wings would be Asako and Carm Pereira. The centres, I'd give the nod to Titans, Kelly and Sammy. Halves, I'd give the nod to Titans, Foran and Boyd. Props, Jesse Bromwich and Tino. Hooker would be Jeremy Marshall King. Back row would be Felice Kafusi and Dave Fafita. Lock would be Tommy Gilbert. So just dealing in the first 13s would be 6-7. So 6 to Dolphins, 7 to Titans, which indicates the closeness of the competition or the contest this weekend. If you go to the bench, I think we'd then get the nod would be something like 9-8. So whichever way you go, it's a bit of a coin flip. Titans uh, have the start, two and a half, and we're a slight favourite with sports bet. Gamble was, please gamble responsibly, as I keep saying. So we're paying $1.74, the Titans are $2.10. So it's going to be a good game. I take in the Dolphins 1-12. to 12. 
key to the, our win will be our right edge defence versus Foran, Fafida and Carm Pereira. If we win that battle, we probably win the game. If we lose that, it's going to be a long afternoon, I think. If you remember the trial, Carm Pereira scored four tries down that left edge or our right edge. Branko Lee was there that afternoon, so I am a little nervous, but um, we'll see how we go. The other key will be shutting down Kieran Foran. If he's fit and he's in a mood, he's as good as any 5'8 in the competition. And I've written here that Katoa must have a bigger influence on the game. Um, I don't need him to be Alan Langer, but I need him to do something more than he gave last week, something like the Cowboys' effort. Um, and as usual, winning the forward battle. I'm looking forward to Kafusi versus Fafida, and the props will slug it out too. So it's going to be a really tough game. I've got Dolphins 1-12, to and I'll do a bit of a preview later in the week, um, sometime between now and, and Sunday, but uh, we'll leave it at that. But I've got the Dolphins 1-12, to hoping that Katoa has a bigger impact on the match. What segment are we up to? Uh, well, if I feel where have we started on the NRL news and notes? No. So here we are, news and notes. So the biggest news in NRL over the last week? Um, I'm not sure what the biggest would be. There's been a bit going on. Um, the, I will say, have we got a breaking news soundbite? Yeah, we on do. The run? Yeah, we do. For a moment, I thought it was a hurricane warning. Um, <laughs> all right, so uh, Roger Tuavasa Shek has signed for the uh, New Zealand Warriors. So that's big news. Back over from Union. Just trying to find. It starts from 2024. I don't have the details, but it's breaking news, so bear with me. Mm. Um, anyway, so yeah, RTS is signed with the Warriors from next year, which is a great. Thing for rugby league, he's one of the um, he's one of the great players actually, and I don't use great a lot on this podcast, but he was a great player, and he's coming back to rugby league. So, say goodbye to Suwali, welcome back RTS. So happy days. Um, Sam Walker was dropped during the week, which was big news. Joey Manu gets a start at six. That dominated a lot of headlines. Apparently, uh, Sam Walker and is off uh, Cooper Cronk. The halves coach. Yeah, right. And I'd get that. Cooper's got a bit of, uh, you know, he invented rugby league about him. But um, anyway, Sam Walker dropped. So if uh, Sam's homesick, he could come to the Dolphins. Rumour Mill. NRL. Fuzz Roughfield. Sam Walker to the Dolphins. Um, it could happen. Ben and his dad's up here. Well, down up there. Not that I'm up there at the moment. But... Um, yeah, so anyway, Sam Walker was dropped, was big news. Interested to see how that goes. I think Joey Manu will have a great game at six, so I brought him straight into my super coach team. Uh, Anthony Griffin in the hot seat. He's uh, a dead man walking at the Dragons, so I've heard that Dean Young is the favourite. Uh, Jason Riles, I think, was preferred, but he's got a handshake deal with the storm, as I understand it, with the assumption Bellamy's going. So I've heard Dean Young's the guy. Was it? Was oh, he's a favourite, anyway. And Flanagan is now 1A to that. Yeah. Depends who you talk to. Brent yeah. Reed's probably tipping. Whoever Brent Reed's tipping, go the other way. <laughs> but uh, Dean Young, I heard, was someone that they really were hopeful for. But uh, And the Cowboys don't want to lose him, so it's all rumour. But I think it will come from Dean Young, Shane Flanagan. And Ben Hornby would be a smoky. Um, there's a lot of talk around the New South Wales Blues team this week. Where does Nico Hines play? Does he play six, bench or not at all? I think Jeff Toovey had a side that had Latrell Mitchell not even in the team. So anyway, that's got to get exciting. From what it's worth, and I don't really care what New South Wales do, I hope they don't pick Nico, but for what it's worth, my New South Wales backline would be Tedesco, Toto. Latrell and Turbo in the centres. Graham on one wing with Toto. Nico would be my 5'8 partner in Cleary. Yeah. Luai 
They, they, I, I got a feeling Fittler will stick with Luai, and Nico will be fourteen. But I'd personally put arguably the best player in the competition on the starting field if I was coaching for my job. Um, but New South Wales find ways not to pick players, whereas Queensland would have named him two weeks ago. Um, the hip drop tackle, it's been in the headlines as well, a lot of that happening and a lot of conjecture about it, but I'm all for it. As I've said before, when I supported Jeremy Marshall King's two weeks, eradicate it from the game. Um, I think we need to still define what it is exactly, but... From the ones I'm seeing, most of them are looking pretty bad. Get them out of the game. Uh, keep penalising, keep sending them people to the bin. Get rid of it because it's got to shorten careers or end them. And on that, a lot of conjecture around the increased volume of sin binning. Um, I don't mind it. I mean, if there's rules, not following rules, you're off. It's it, it does it does really change the course of the game. A hundred percent. And and the more disciplined teams will capitalise. Mm. The best coaches will maximise this new way the refs are going. So well, they'll maximise. They'll look. They'll find ways in which they'll like Bellamy, uh, Robinson, Bennett. They'll take advantage of it. But if you got to keep carrying on about sin binning, like just be better disciplined. I mean. To me, it's a non-event. Uh, it will even out eventually, but good teams will capitalise. News and notes. I might do my tipping now as well. Jump on. So first game of the week, South West Panthers, which is on tonight. I'm going Panthers 1-12. to 12. I think I've picked them by six points. Eels, Broncos, Broncos 1-12. to 12. Bulldogs, Sharks, Sharks 13+. plus. Cowboys, Knights. This is a coin flip. I'll take Cowboys for the last time at home, 1-12. to 12. I think I'll have them by about six, but, yeah, they need to show us something. Tigers, Manly, Manly by 13-plus. Roosters, Dragons, Roosters. I think it'll be 1-12. to 12. Actually, no, I think the 13-plus. Joey Martin, I think, will have a big game and Tedesco's back. So I think they'll both go off, and it could be something like 40, 42-16 or something. And Storm versus Warriors, I think Storm will win 1-12. to 12. And that's the NRL news and notes. Next segment is the NRL Supercoach. How are we looking? How's the team going? Ranked 38,506. Almost made it, eh? So we're up 6,848 spots. Last week scored 1,082, which was a good score comparative to most. Albeit, I thought I would have rised a bit more, to be honest. But I'm still very happy with the team. It's a long game. I generally start slow and come home strong. I've made two trades this week. I didn't... Do any trades last week? I've done Latrell Mitchell to Tedesco. It's a bit of a pod pod play, cash generation, and Latrell's playing Penrith, who I think will nullify him a little bit. Albeit, I don't think any team really nullifies Latrell. Uh, so I reluctantly sell Latrell to Tedesco. Gives me about two hundred grand, and I've gone from Carm Pereira up to Joey Manu. Uh, when I heard Manu was playing six, I was straight on. I think Manu. Averaged over 100 playing 5-8 last year. And I think he's got to have an absolute monster of a game. Um, he might even be my captain this week. So I've got 32 trades left, two boosts, 179800 bucks in the bank. My round nine targets will be Dylan Brown, who should be at a reduced price again and coming into a really nice run of fixtures. And then a premium second row forward, all subject to no injury or suspension. So... All's going well, and I have a blog on the nrlfinsider.com website where I've got a bit of a write-up there. I think this is the last segment. Is it the awesome foursome? Awesome foursome. <coughs> Let's do it. Alrighty. So we had a few suggestions come through, and as a th- as opposed to. Uh, yeah, there's a few suggestions, and one suggestion come through from our suffering, long-suffering brother Lee, who's a Tigers fan, 
and he wanted us to go easy on the Tigers. <laughs> he did actually say that to me. And uh, what was his suggestion? Your uh, awesome foursome of your greatest ever athletes. Yeah, so this is just your f- your favourite athletes across all sports, who you like to watch, who's been the the best athletes of, of, of all time as a favourite. Who's your favourites? Yeah, so it's not the best ever. Well, you can take it that way. We'll put something out there on social media, but I've taken it as the four guys that I would I didn't miss much of their career if any of it, mm-hmm. and I made sure I, I watched them when they were playing. So, with that all said, you can start. Uh, so my first one was Anderson Silva. Uh, so UFC, he's one of the greatest middleweights of all time. Uh, understandably, recently lost to, to Jake Paul in uh, celebrity boxing, but um, during during his prime, he was he he was the Matrix. He felt like he was unstoppable. He was always so exciting to watch. Yeah, he's he's going to be my number one. I saw someone say Israel Adesanya was now the king of middleweight. Um. Well, look, he he's on a good run, but he what you can't really call him the king. He just he just lost. I'm not a fan of Israel anyway, but yeah. I read someone of note said it. I'm not sure who it might have been Rogan. But. Well, he he's pretty much cleared out the the middleweight division at the moment as it stands, and he lost to who was Pereira. That? Yeah, but no, who was the one he that light heavyweight? Uh, Jan Blahovic. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I don't think he's the king of middleweight. Um, I think he's outside of that knockout last week. I think I can't stand when he headlines an event. Personally, he he's exciting sometimes. I think in his last few fights, he's been kind of point fighting. But I don't know. What what, what, what do you expect at the at that level? I wouldn't. Uh, I, yeah. Anyway, I I don't think he, like I think it's been overplayed to death and. He's still trailing 3-1 to Pereira. So if he thinks it's over, I mean, good luck to him, but he's still 3-1 behind. Yeah. Well, anyway, he's not Anderson Silva. Well, no. So these aren't in any particular order, by the way, but I'll start with Kobe Bryant. He's my, uh, my goat of basketball. Everyone can have LeBron and MJ. I take Kobe Bryant every day of the week. So Kobe was... No, Michael Jordan version 2.0 and um, some will argue that he was better than them all. Uh, Alan Iverson, I think, was on that bandwagon for a while. But um, So Kobe Bryant, in my opinion, is yeah the greatest basketball of all time but he um, he's in at least the top three or four at worst, in my view, top five. Um, so, yeah, Kobe's on mine. Who's your number two? Uh, well, if we're going to stick with basketball, I'll go with MJ. He obviously he's the um what the the anus is that what they call him the yeah. the anus got a good movie not about him but called Air Air yeah about how they made the Jordan shoe that was um, ben Jason Affleck. Bateman Ben Affleck directed Ben Affleck but a bloody good movie yeah I'd even if you don't like basketball it's not about it it's about the shoe Which and is how that all happened yeah. Um, one of the best movies I've seen in a long time, actually. So. And, and I think MJ said he, he will agree to it if uh, Viola Davis played his mum. Yeah, that's right. And um, she was good in it, but I'm a big Jason Bateman fan. Um, I watch anything he's in. I think he's hilarious. Yeah. What have I done? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> the mic keeps cutting out. Um <laughs> So, so my number two, your number two. Where are we going? Alan Langer. Oh, okay, expected. <laughs> Alfie, in my opinion, is the greatest player in rugby league, and uh, I will not hear otherwise. So, if there was a game to be played for my life, he'd be the captain and halfback, and uh, he's got a record that would lend to that being a pretty good argument. It's even better than your mate Joey Johns, but uh, <laughs> anyway. Uh, um, so I'll go number three. I'm going to say 
Tiger Woods. Um, yeah, look, I, I went out on a limb here. Yeah, <laughs> it wasn't on the run sheet. What the fuck's no, going on here? Oh, look, we're, we're who's talking. that in front of? Gilly. Uh, well, look, we're, we're, Gilly. We're, we're, we're not. Um, we're, we're, there's no water here, but I just thought Tiger Woods. If anyone was going to reinvigorate golf, it was Tiger Woods. He, he felt like the happy Gilmore of golf. I watched his first pro event on ESPN. I watched his last amateur event, and then I was on the Tiger bandwagon from there. Um, yeah, he's yeah. He could easily be on my list. Um, he was between either three or four or whatever, but yeah, best golfer in my opinion by a long way. Where are you going? My uh, in any Michael Schumacher. Uh, still the greatest driver of all time, despite not having some of the records from Lewis Hamilton. Um, I think a lot of drivers will put Michael ahead of anyone. It's him and Senna for most. Uh, Lewis is up there definitely because of that great run he's had at Mercedes. But as Fernando Alonso said, Lewis seems to be really good and great in a front-running car. Yeah. But that's probably a little bit unfair. But the point is, um, yeah... Lewis, he was good at McLaren when they weren't always great, but I think he's got an inflated record uh, due to uh, being right place, right time. He's still a great driver, I'm not saying that, but as a driver's go, I think it's Schumacher and, in my opinion, Senna. But, um, and I think Max Verstappen will be possibly better than all of them if he mm. wants to drive for another 10 years, but um, I'm not sure he will. But um, anyway, I would have Michael Schumacher on mine. And uh, I'm going to change it up again. <laughs> well, we, we come up with the, with the topic very soon. But um, Canelo, Alvarez. Really? Yeah. Over Mayweather? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Over Ali? We're, we're oh, that's what you've Yeah, we're, yeah. we're taking the favourite that, that I've actually watched. Um, Canelo... I, like after the the Floyd loss, you wouldn't even beat Tim Zoo. <laughs> after the the Floyd Mayweather loss, he like he he changed his defense. All, all he lost up. again. Yeah, well he he went up, he went up in weight, and uh, he lost against uh, Bivol. But it's like some, you've googled it and said you've hit C and pressed enter. <laughs> oh, Canelo. <laughs> <laughs> No, no. Thank Christ. No, keep Cooper you. Johns didn't come up. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Yeah. Uh, well, Canelo, fair enough. On on your awesome foursome. Yeah, you had GSP and Gilchrist and you've bumped them for that clown. Well, look, um, I was trying to like spin it across different sports. Oh, fair enough. Yeah. All right, mine will be uh, Shane Warne. Okay. It's a bit of a trend in mine. Oh, no, they're not all dead. Langer's alive. Schumacher's hanging in there. But um, Kobe Bryant, yeah, Shane Warne, best spin bowler, if not greatest bowler ever, and probably the second greatest cricketer of all time behind Donald Bradman. Um, he's, he's in the top five ever, ever from what uh, Wisdom, the cricketing authority, have said. So, yeah, Shane Warne easily is in my awesome foursome. I watched any time he was bowling, whether it be one day or test, Probably my biggest highlight was the hat trick in 94. Uh, I watched that. I remember watching that at home with Craig, our other brother. Um, and But, yeah, that's, that's mine. Kobe Bryant, Alan Langer, Schumacher, Shane Warne. Yours is, I don't know, uh, Anderson Silva. MJ, Tiger Woods. And Canelo. Canelo. Yes. Um, um, what are you pointing at? So... Well, last week we put on um, on Twitter. Um, oh yeah, we, we might have put it on um, Instagram. What segment are we up to? We've just we've, we've, this started really strong, and now we're all over the place. We're 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 off track at the moment. We're, yeah. we're going off road. We're but but road. I, look, I, we we put out something on Twitter saying um, hashtag Ask NRL Finsider. Um, we got a response, which is fantastic. We got a few on the DMs that weren't appropriate. Okay. <laughs> Okay, well, I, I, I do just want to get um, your opinion on this one. Mm. Um, we've got Guy here asking... Uh, Who is it? His name's Guy. Oh, 
I was saying it's a guy. I was thinking, let's no, give him his name. No, so no, it's, his name's Guy. Guy. Um, he's at uh, Adelaide Rampage. Oh, Adelaide, yeah, he's a really good follow. If you're not following him, he's um, very passionate Adelaide fan, but also good in the NRL community. Yeah. So, well, he, guys said, uh, how have your expect- expectations changed, if at all, of where the do- Dolphins will finish this year? So at the start of the year, I didn't have anywhere. The short version is I didn't have them anywhere in contention for the finals. Um, but after our start this year, they're probably my expectation would be that anywhere between eight, bottom of the eight to ten, twelve is my expectation. At the start of the year, I had them anywhere from thirteen to seventeen, but not in the wooden spoon. But I don't, no Bennett team will get a wooden spoon. Um, but I didn't have them where they are now. So my expectations have changed for the better. Um, I would even put him in the finals if we had Sean O'Sullivan healthy. Um, yeah. But my expectations have changed in that I expect more from them. So I'm hoping that we can be in that you know, 8 to 10 would be a sensational season. But, um, yeah, I definitely have changed my view. On where I think they're going to end up, but uh, we will see. Cool. So, j- just a, a side note: um, if you want any, uh, to, if you want to ask any questions to the NRL Finsider, just uh, hashtag Ask NRL Finsider on Twitter. There was one other one actually. I'll just throw out there. He didn't use the hashtag, old mate, but it was about uh, Jack White and today. If we did sign him, where do I think he'll play? Uh, he'll play. In the centres, he'd partner Herbie Farnworth. Okay. He, there's, he's not someone. People are arguing he should be six or seven or six. I think he's not playing six. It will be Sean O'Sullivan at half, Isaiah Katoa six, Jack White, and with uh, Herbie Farnworth. But it won't matter because we're not going to get Jack. But um, if he was to come in in fantasy rugby league, he would be three quarter. Okay. Well, I think that sums up the the episode. We're we're a little bit shorter. We're trying to get a little bit shorter for your commute. Uh, any final thoughts there, James? No, it will be it. So all that will happen is we'll do a. I'll do an IG Instagram. IG's Instagram for the old people like me. Uh, Instagram live on Sunday as an instant reaction to the Titans game, and that will be simulcast to the podcast. So we'll work that out, and you and I will catch up this time next week and that will be it and have a good have a good uh rest of the what is it what day is it thursday Thursday. enjoy the footy tonight everyone thanks for listening thank you for your support and we will see you throughout the rest of the week thanks guys like and subscribe